I'm Daniel. And I'm Hannah. And we're massive Disney fans. So we've decided to start a podcast where we'll be re-watching some of our favorite movies. As well as reviewing new releases as they come out in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. So pull up a chair and come with us as we experience the magic of Disney. How are you? You know, you're sitting in my closet. You're in your closet? Why are you in your closet? closet because we're having family friends stay with us i was trying to like find the best place where i could get some quiet a little bit so hopefully this works i hope it works too i set up i taped a bunch of blankets to my ceiling and they're kind of just like wrapping around my desk (laughs) a little sound suit studio yeah um we should post on instagram our setup yeah, we should. I always forget how we start. Do we just go into the fun facts? Or are we going to the cast? What do we do first? I forget. Um, do cast first. Okay. But, so, yeah, so today we're going to be reviewing Snow White and the Seven Doors. This is true. I am on Google looking up the cast because this one I do not know off the top of my head. The smaller cast than usual because there's only 10 people in the show. So Snow White was voiced by Adriana Casalotti. The Queen was voiced by Lucille Laverne. The Prince was voiced by Harry Stockwell. Grumpy and Sleepy were voiced by Pinto Colvig. Sneezy was voiced by Billy Gilbert. Doc was voiced, voiced by Roy Atwell. Happy was voiced by Otis Harlan, and Bashful was voiced by Scotty Matra. Dopey was voiced by Eddie Collins. Oh, and the Magic Mirror was voiced by Maroney Olsen. Yeah, none of those names ring a bell. I think Lucille Laverne was in something else. I don't know, though. I don't think any of these people like came back to do something else. Oh, I'm thinking of Maleficent. Never mind. Maleficent and Lady Tremaine are the same voice actress. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Fun facts. Fun facts. Okay. So, first up, I'm going to say obviously, Snow White and the Seven Doors was released in 1937. Crazy. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you some rejected dwarf names, which I thought was really interesting. So here are some ones that they didn't use. Jumpy, Cranky, Hungry, Thrifty, Nifty, and Bigo Ego. Bigo Ego? No, Ego. Yes. What? Early sketches of the movie portrayed Snow White as blonde instead of her dark black hair. Wait, isn't that like in the grim fairy tale though? Skin is, um, hair is black as night, skin is white as snow. So at the Academy Awards ceremony in 1939, Walt Disney received one like normal sized Oscar and then seven tiny ones for the doors. Yeah, I know. This is my one of my favorite fun facts. Um, the at the at the Oscar awards, Shirley Temple presented him the award and it's one big Oscar and there's seven little ones um, underneath it or next behind it, because I cannot talk. Seven little ones behind it. 
and there's a picture of it on google we'll post it on instagram with the we'll post it on instagram (laughs) we can do that now snow white and the seven doors was the first feature film to release a soundtrack recording really yeah um i think that's it i think that's all i have i have one do you mind yeah share please um so the prince doesn't have a name right the prince prince is is a very small character um and i i was reading about the prince and like what his name was and why he's such a small character and he's such a small character because he was um hard to animate the animators could not like animate a guy as easily as they could a a girl which i interesting because originally um originally what's supposed to happen is the prince suspects the evil queen of killing snow white and the queen locks him in the dungeon and the prince overhears the evil queen's plan to kill her with a poison apple and she can only be awakened by true love's kiss and that's how the prince knows to kiss her Mm -hmm. right um which when I was watching it, I'm like, hold up. How does the prince know to kiss her? Like, why does he not think he's just kissing a dead girl? Um, <laughs> so that was something they cut out. Um, but anyway, back to his name. I have heard two different names for the prince. I have heard Florian, which is the most common. Yep, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, I've and- heard that. I've heard Ferdinand. I've not heard that one. My One of my directors, who's also a huge Disney fan, has a shirt. And it's one of those shirts that are like, you know, the, they have a name and name and name and name and. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Um, she has one of those shirts and it's like Flynn and Eric and Aladdin and what's another prince? Um... Philip and Ferdinand. And I'm like, who, who is Ferdinand? You know, that's Snow White's prince. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, that's Florian or the prince. And I looked it up. This was like three years ago. I looked it up. And during the Oscars, when Shirley Temple was presenting the award to Walt Disney, she said the name Ferdinand. And no one knew what the context of that name was. And everyone thought they were talking about that she was talking about the prince. But in reality, she was talking about Ferdinand the Bull. I don't know what that is or who that is, but um, that's who she was talking about. Um, yeah, interesting. I was trying to think, like, what Ferdinand the Bull was. <laughs> there's that, a movie. There's a movie, right? But is, that's not Disney. That's, like... It's Sony. Sony, okay. Um, I think it's called Home. You know what? Let me just look up Ferdinand the Bull. No, it's called Ferdinand. I was like, I know this sounds familiar, but I know it's not Disney. It was a 2017 Blue Sky movie. Oh, okay. Ferdinand. I thought what's I thought it was called Home. Oh, Ferdinand the Bull is a book. There's like a Home on the Range thing. Is Is that what you think? I don't know. No, I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of the movie with the alien. 
the alien. From 2015, Jim Parsons and Rihanna. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. The little purple alien named O. Why yeah. do I know? It was pretty good. The Ferdinand Shirley Temple was referring to was from a book called The Story of Ferdinand the Bull. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, that's all I got for you on some fun facts. Um, I don't really have much to talk about music. I was going to say what you said. This was the first movie to release a soundtrack. I was going to say first Disney movie, but it was also the first Disney movie. I didn't know it was the first movie to release the soundtrack. Um, so that was news to me. I don't know who wrote the music. Should I look it up? Yeah, look it up. Because well, yeah, I love the music in this movie. I do too. There were so many songs I honestly forgot about. The music was by Frank Churchill, Paul Smith, and Lee Harlan. Frank Churchill wrote most of the music. Hi-ho, whistle while you work, someday my prince will come. And he also worked on Dumbo, Bambi, and The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, I believe. He won an Oscar for Baby Mine from Dumbo. Okay, here we go. Seems like he's a good writer then. Yes, as an Oscar. And also Baby Mine's a great song, so. Exactly. <laughs> um, That's all for music, not much. Uh, oh, I can tell you, Adriana Casalotti, who voiced Snow White, um, Disney personally picked her because he thought she had a beautiful voice and he made her sign a contract that said she would not appear in any other movie ever so that her voice could uniquely be Snow White. I feel like I've heard that before. Probably told you that before. Probably. Um, yeah, so Adriana Casalotti, after Snow White, she wasn't in any other movies. I feel kind of bad for her. Like, I, I'm sure part of the contract was like, we'll pay you enough money yearly to get by. Yeah, or at least they offered a good amount. Or maybe they, um, you know, gave her another job at Disney. Hannah, do you have anything about the parks? Oh, yes. This is our first time getting to talk about the parks. We could have done it for Toy Story, but we forgot. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, so the main thing um, for Snow White is going to be Snow White's Scary Adventures, which was in Disney World, but then it closed. I forget which year it closed. It was, it was more recently because I've, I've ridden it before in Disney Did it, it close when Nine Train opened? I think around the same time. Because now it's like a, like a, a princess character meeting hall. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought Mine Train just replaced it. It closed in 2012. No. So a lot of <laughs> a lot of people think that Mine Train replaced it, but Mine Train's actually on the whole other side. Wait, then what did Mine Train replace? I don't think it replaced anything. So they just had an empty lot where they were like, hey, let's put a roller coaster here? Yeah, I think they extended because they took out Toontown. When did Toontown? Did you say Toontown? 
Disney World had a Toontown. I know nothing about Disney World, like, by the way. Um, Disney World Toontown closed in 2011. Snow White's Scary Adventure closed in 2012. So uh, what happened is they created the new Fantasyland. Okay, I remember this. I remember that very well. With, um, you know, like Bell's Castle. And the whole and the um, Corona, and ironically named Corona. Ironically, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Snow White Seven Dwarfs or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is now what's, but it wasn't. It's not in the same like facility as no, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train replaced Pooh's Playful Spot and Ariel's Grotto. Yeah, yeah. so Ariel- it, it was just a small little like dome shaped rock. Where you could meet Ariel like yep. a mermaid Ariel. Yeah. Um, and then right next to it was the Hundred Acre Woods where you could meet Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and Eeyore, like all in the same place. And yeah. that and Mind Train, I guess, replaced that. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Because there's a picture I remember there's a picture of me meeting Ariel in that little grotto section. Yeah, because every time I go back, I'm like, where can I meet Ariel as a mermaid? Like that was cool. I want to see that. I think you still can. Oh, really? She's just kind of back in the corner now. Where? Yes. I Okay. I haven't been to Disney World in... How old am I? I'm, I haven't been in five years. Okay. Wow. It's been a long time. I've been... I went, The last time I went to Disneyland, though, was only three years ago, so... Okay. But Jenna goes every year, and I do not. Uh, I get to go on a big birthday. So I go when I'm 10, when I'm 13, when I'm 16, and I was supposed to go this year, but... I actually did not go this year. I go pretty much every year, except um, I did Disney World um, two years ago, and then Disneyland last summer, and then this year we didn't go anywhere. So I actually haven't been to Disney World in two years which is kind of crazy for me. And I have been to Disney World a lot more times than I have. She goes every year, so she keeps track of what's new and what's not. And I just look at the map and go, let's do this, 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 and this. I basically um, like walk around Disney World blind at this point. <laughs> but I also like, I didn't know about Toontown and stuff like that because I've gone with my family only twice, and that was when I was four and when I was eight. And both those times, it was kind of up to, like, what my parents wanted to do. That's probably why we didn't go to Toontown, just because my parents didn't feel like it, or both my siblings didn't want to go. I don't know. Yeah, I remember when Toontown closed. I don't remember Toontown ever being there, honestly. So, let's see. I remember when Snow White Scary Adventures was still open in Disney World. And I remember my sister used to be terrified of this ride. Oh my god, everyone's terrified of that ride. I don't think it's scary. I think it's terrifying. And we should also add that there's still Scary Adventures in Disneyland. Yeah, that's that was like the first ride in Disneyland and it still is. I really love Seven Doors Mine Train. It's quick, but it's fun. Yeah, I think it was a good addition to the parks, but I didn't think they needed to take out Snow White's Scary Adventures to, like, make it fit. I don't know. I, You know what? If I'm being honest, like, 
there's not a lot of movies that get like two rides. That's true. I don't actually think there are any movies that get two rides. There are, Toy Story has two rides. Toy Story has like three rides. Toy Story Mania, <laughs> Slinky Dog Dash, Buzz Lightyear. And the Alien Swirling Saucers. I haven't been to Toy Story Land. I haven't I, I haven't even seen the Avatar. So yeah, this is where Dan um, missing out. Sorry. It's not my fault. I'd like to point this out to everyone listening and blaming me. This is not my <laughs> I blame my parents 100% for not purchasing annual passes. I think if the, both our families like share an annual pass, we could save so much money. That's just so smart. I know. Um, a silver pass for Florida residents is $539. I said that's just for Florida. Um, I don't. I think California might be a different price. Wow. Well, California has less like parks, so. But more rides. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? It's fine. Because, Hannah, if I'm working there, I can just, like, sneak you in. That's true. That's true. I'm never going to get a job there because Disney's going to hear I said that. Disney's going to find your podcast and be like... <laughs> I guarantee you Bob Chapek listens to this. Oh, 100%. Hey, Bob. <laughs> Hi, Bob. What's up? I... Well, if Bob's here, I just want to take a moment to say, Bob, I love you. Keep doing great things. <laughs> I'm sorry about your hair, Bob. <laughs> okay, we have gotten so off track. Yeah. Um, we have less than half a page of notes. Same. I don't have a lot. Okay. I said, OMG, animation used to suck. Can I be honest with you? Yes. I was expecting a lot worse. I haven't seen this movie in a few months, and I was expecting a lot worse. I was. Because if I'm being honest with you, I think the Aristocats, I think the animation in Aristocats is worse than this. Um, you're, I don't know. When was Aristocats? 77. Okay. Yeah. I guess the cats, it's like you can kind of see the drawing lines and it's just a lot more like movement on screen. And Snow White, like it was a lot more fluid and smooth than I expected it. Yeah, I guess I just, there were some things I didn't really remember um, about the animation, which I will get into later. So I just, I was kind of surprised that I feel like the renditions you see now of like Snow White, like just pictures and stuff. It's looked so much more well done because obviously they have the technology now. Forget that when you, it's not the same. Yeah, because they make that three D like drawing of her, and that's what they sell. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't the same. Um, because every time a princess movie comes out, Disney like gives them a little makeover and then sells that makeover picture. Um, like you'll notice. The biggest example of this is Cinderella. Cinderella's dress isn't actually blue. It's like a very light white blue. Like in certain lighting, it looks blue, but it's really like a, it's more of like a light gray blue than it is blue blue. And when Disney, the Disney Princess franchise decided to come out, 
the the company realized we can't sell a little white Cinderella dress because we don't want to give we don't want to pretty much sell wedding dresses to these four-year-olds and they realized if we have a picture of Cinderella in a white dress and we're selling this blue dress as Cinderella people are going to be like I'm so confused so they gave Cinderella a blue dress I have a book um I forgot movies used to open with the book. Really? Yes, I totally forgot because that's a real book. You know that, right? Uh huh. I mean, it's not obviously it's not like three D animated, but I guess when I was younger, I thought it was three D animated. I never realized it was a real book. Um, but apparently, the books for Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and Snow White—they're somewhere. They're like still in existence and they are in a case somewhere and I don't know where. Oh, would I love to see those. Did you notice at the bottom of the book, you see all the dwarves face? Uh-huh. Faces. Yeah, I noticed that. Oh. I have a lot of the Snow White music on my Spotify underappreciated Disney song. Um, which we can you got to all- share that. With- I- <gasps> we should put that on the Instagram. Yeah, do, I, our Disney, uh, do I have a Disney playlist? I think you do too. But this is just like music and is like kind of underrated and songs that I personally love. So yeah, I'll definitely share that. Um, I have a playlist called Non-Disney Music That Kind of Slaps and it's from other animated shows. Oh, interesting. Um, I can share that with you if you want to hear it. I don't ever listen to it. Guys, follow us. <laughs> Yeah, at Disney Talk underscore H N D. And that's the letter N. Yes. So anyway, back to the notes. <laughs> I have a note. Re- um, around the Evil Queen's mirror are the zodiac signs. No. Yeah. I didn't notice that. I. I. What was hard taking notes about this movie was there were no Easter eggs because there can't be any Easter eggs because. There wasn't anything to be an Easter egg of, besides maybe a hidden Mickey here or there, but I didn't see any hidden Mickeys. I'm also terrible at finding hidden Mickeys. Do you see the X signs? Um, what was the... Oh, I didn't say the signs down. 2.30. Oh, yep. Now I see it. Yeah. Huh, interesting. That's a nice little hidden thing that's not Disney-related. Yeah, I was wondering, like, why does she have the zodiac signs around her mirror? I'm not really into astrology, but I don't, like, know if that's, like, a, for, like, maybe that's what makes her mirror work. The fact that she has all the signs. Later in her, like, her little layer, she had an astrology, like, textbook. So maybe she's into that stuff. We are. When's your next note? On the movie to get sidetracked on. On five minutes and 30 seconds, Snow White's wearing clogs. I said that too. Um, how do you walk in clogs? I can't answer that question. It looks so hard, and I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I feel like that would be like the best way I can imagine it is walking in Crocs made of wood. They're definitely most similar to Crocs out of any shoe. Yeah. Um. What's your next note? I don't have anything until 10 minutes. Um, okay. So 
the prince to me just looks like he has makeup on. Um, he looks very feminine. Oh my god, thank you for reminding me about this, actually. Um, well, as I said before, I think that was like their biggest trouble when they were animating the prince. Yeah. I think the animators were just so used to drawing Snow White and the Evil Queen, they just could not figure out how to like make a realistic male. Yeah. Um, you can tell, I think, when you watch it that that's what they struggled with. But I do have another fun fact. Okay, go. Um, so when I was reading, I, I like to read just some, I like to read the Disney Wiki page for every movie. And I read that one of the female animators on the movie, and probably like the only one, because it was 1937, there would have been zero female animators. Very few, yeah. One of the women working on this movie told someone that Snow White didn't look like a realistic girl. Um, so she took her own makeup and she actually applied every frame of Snow White with her makeup. Oh, really? That, the blush and the lipstick that you see, it's like actual blush and actual lipstick. Whoa, that's interesting. She like painted the lipstick on her lips and painted the blush on, which is why which is why her lips are so prominent and her blush kind of always moves around a lot. Uh-huh. Anything else? Um, when's, what's, I have one in 10 minutes, but so you also have My one. next one is the scene when she is running in the woods. Um, when all the trees become hands and they all get like eyes and the logs become crocodiles. Uh-huh. That always scared me, and it still does. I, yeah, I agree, like, because I don't think I really, well, this is another part I didn't really remember, so, yeah. That's the only part, like, I truly remember was the logs turning into crocodiles and her scream. I have deja vu about the end all the time. The tr- The kiss? No, the, like, the evil queen's death. Oh, really? And dwarfs, like, climbing up the cliff. Wait, why do you get deja vu from that? I, I don't know. <laughs> but I just, I remember one time being, like, I was in middle school and I was thinking, oh my gosh, there's one movie where the evil, the evil character falls off a cliff and there's these tiny men chasing her up the cliff. So I get, like, weird like, I guess it's not really deja vu, but, like, I get weird, like, remembering, remembrances of this movie, um, like, just at random times, and I'm like, oh my god, there's, like, that movie where she falls off the cliff. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, like, okay, so before you watch this, um, this past week, do you remember that the evil queen dies by falling off a cliff? Yeah, she's chasing, the dwarves are chasing her up a cliff. Like, I knew this. The dwarves are chasing her up a cliff. Maybe. And she tries to, she tries to push the boulder off, and then lightning strikes, she falls off the cliff, and then the boulder crushes her. I think it's just me, then. I vividly remember it when I'm watching it, but when I'm thinking about the movie as a whole, I can't, like, I don't connect in my brain that the movie I'm thinking of, where the person, the evil character falls off the cliff, is White and the Seven Dwarfs. 
I like to be fair I like can explain to you in like extreme detail how every villain dies true true you know what you know what we can do I will grab my phone right now and post it on Instagram okay good because I really want to know do you want me to post it because you're yeah I don't have my phone all the way downstairs yeah well yeah post on the story and do like the question oh okay so my next note um is after Snow White um you know recovers and the animals are all there she finds the house and just the character of the turtle (laughs) the turtle is an icon of this movie and deserves his own ride at disney yeah i I totally agree with that that's that's good i would i would go on that for sure um, this is a specific timestamp, but at 19 minutes and 22 seconds, you see everything in the dwarf's cottage is extremely detailed, which I love because this is such an old movie and they're already so focused on detail. Um, but all the architecture, like the chairs are like different animals and the mantle has like carvings of bears in it. And there's this candle, and it's this little guy, and he's holding up this bowl with his feet, and inside the bowl is a can is the candle, and I just thought that was something I should point out. Just that it's a such a small part of the movie, like it's like a blink and you'll miss it, but it's so detailed, and I love that. Yeah, that's great, especially because um, like um, the time this was made and stuff. You had. Can I go like to 30 minutes um, or should I wait for you? When's your next one? 30 minutes? 28. Okay, I have 21 minutes. Um, the hi-ho scene when they're in the- that's in that's a scene in Seven Doors Mine Train too. They like recreated it with super animatronics. The recreation is extremely realistic. It's so cool. Um, is that, is that with the um, projected faces or not? Yes. That was like the first okay. time they really did it. I thought it was Frozen. No, because this was this opened before Frozen. This was 2012. Frozen came out in 2013. Okay. Um, um, super cool. I just love that. And Daniel knows I'm not a roller coaster person, and I will get ride. So lame. If like not to like be mean to you, but if you're not a roller coaster person <laughs> and it's not because you have and it's like not because like you have an actual condition or whatever, you're just lame. Reason I personally don't like roller coasters because whenever you like go down the hill, your stomach drops. That's a bad reason. That is the perfect that roller coaster. Like makes me want to throw up. Guys, you've heard you heard in like the first fifteen minutes how much more Hannah knows about Disney than me. But Hannah has also never been on Tower of Terror. Okay. So the other thing about Disney World, though, is that their roller coasters are very mellow and kid-friendly. So the only ones I haven't been on are Everest and Rock and Roller Coaster. Hey, let me just say that Everest is better than Big Thunder. Really? Yes. So, like, also, I'm a nerd, and I, when I, like, I overthink, and when I get, like, nervous about stuff, I want to know everything before I go into it. So, I I know, like, okay, I know Everest is an 80-foot drop. It's the biggest drop on the whole ride. 
you've told me that before, but like, like I did not know that. Like, it doesn't seem it seems shorter than Splash Mountain. Which is so Splash Mountain's fifty feet, and I've done Splash Mountain, <laughs> and I felt so sick after getting off of Splash Mountain. I was like, there's no way I could do eighty feet if I couldn't do fifty feet. There. Okay, but I've also but- been in all the queues, so I like I get the whole you know pre shows and the walkthroughs. It's just the physical ride. I watched all the ride throughs on YouTube. So ride, ride, like I know no. what they look like. I, I know what okay. they look like. <laughs> I don't care if you watched all the ride throughs. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go in the fall. Like one hundred percent, we're going in the fall. Um, maybe the winter. We're going together, but I am going to force you on one of them rock and roller coaster or everest i will not force you on tower of terror because that one i can understand why you don't want to go on tower of terror i i'm gonna i'm gonna get i've had a lot of people try to get me on these rides and no one's been successful i haven't been one of those people okay (laughs) hannah i will literally drag you on oh my god (laughs) I will tell the person there, I will be like, look, whatever she says, do not listen to her. <laughs> I'll be like, oh my god. Okay, so my no- next note at 28 minutes, when we first um, when we first hear Doc speak, he says, check every nook and, check every crook and nanny, the, the nook and cranny. Uh-huh. Um, he's dyslexic. That's what it is? 100% Doc is dyslexic, yeah. Okay, because I was trying to figure it out, like, why he... I think back in 1937, this they didn't really know what dyslexia was. Um, but they portrayed the but character. I, like, I don't think Doc is, like, you know, a representation for people with dyslexia, because I don't think dyslexia... Like, people weren't tested. People, like, our parents probably weren't even tested. Um, so getting tested is like a very new thing. Um, so it was most likely like just they kind of did it as a little quirk for him, but he's dyslexic. I like to think he's dyslexic. Yeah, I mean that seems fitting. So I'll take it. Yeah, the words a lot. Well, because I remember one of the first times I watched this movie, I remember just I distinctly remember he said check every crook and nanny and nook and cranny, and I didn't hear the difference. Like I have one that's like. Um, the lit's light. Uh, the light's lit. Yeah, like, I didn't, my siblings started laughing, and I'm like, what, what's so funny? Oh, like, you didn't like this? Like, I, like, when I was younger, like, my brain could not tell the difference between the lit's light and the light's lit. Aww. Um, the washing song. I forgot about the washing song. Me too. That was definitely one that I don't remember out of all of them. What do you have? Um, I have my next note's not till 39 minutes. The washing song was at 44, so go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, when Snow White's walking down the staircase, the, like, ends of the staircase look like little owls. Again, like, details, honestly. Like, it's so cool. I thought it was also funny that they didn't know what washing their hands was. Did they not know, or did they just not want to? Like, I feel like that's just something they never do, so they didn't really know what she was talking about. I mean, yeah, no, in the beginning of the movie, like, someone's pickaxe was in the table. 
Yeah. My next note is until 51 minutes, so. Oh, I said I think that the Evil Queen is one of the scariest villains. I'm trying to think of who I was most scared of. I have a friend who was most scared of Ursula, and I make fun of him for that because she's an octopus. Um, I was never scared of Ursula. You know, I'm gonna have to like ask my babysitter who I was most scared of. My parents aren't gonna know. My babysitter would know. Yeah. Um, I literally think it was um the evil queen for me just because that old hag. I want to say for me it might be Jafar. No. Oh, actually, I know. I remember. I was always super terrified of Maleficent as a dragon. Yeah, Maleficent as a dragon was definitely scary. Like, the evil queen as herself wasn't scary to me. It was just when she turned into an old lady. Yeah, Hannah's scared of old ladies, guys. Okay. At 51 minutes, um, when the evil queen is making the apple, um, there are two things I noticed. Um, first off, sleeping death is just a coma. I think that's even what they used to call comas. Really? Like, um, I think <laughs> used to be referred to as death. Like, is she okay? And the doctor's like, she's just in a sleeping death. <laughs> um, well, they, well, they didn't really like think to check for, okay. I'm going to tell like a kind of scary story okay. right now. Um, so a long time ago when they didn't really like when doctor medicine, medicine wasn't really at its finest and people didn't really think to check if someone was alive. Like they, they weren't really, they didn't really realize that the heartbeat and breathing was connected to being alive. Uh -huh. um, so they used to bury people alive a lot because they thought they were dead. Oh my gosh. Um, so there used to be, I think it was actually like the grave digger's job. Um, he would sit in the, he would sit in the graveyard and every casket had a little string attached to it, right? Like inside the casket, there was a string and the string came all the way up and was attached, like all the way up through the ground and was attached to the handle of a bell. And the bell was just on a pole in the ground. Mm -hmm. So if someone was buried alive and they woke up, right, you know, they would, start scratching and they would feel the string and they would pull the string and then the grave digger would hear the bell and he would know oh there's someone alive in there oh my gosh oh my god that's terrible yeah no we were we were visiting europe and we went on a ghost tour in scotland and we actually like saw a graveyard with all these bells in it that's so crazy and and you know the tour the tour um the tour guide like spooked us out she had a bell behind her back and she started ringing it and everyone's like oh, there's an alive <laughs> down there everyone's freaking out <laughs> yeah um yeah fun fact no i forgot the silly song was in there and i love the silly song. the silly song is in my playlist i'm sure it is <laughs> i want to put the playlist in the link because i want the link to be to our anger but we'll find a place for the playlist maybe we'll put it Maybe we'll put Hannah's playlist on our story. Oh, we can have like a story highlight with your playlist in it, yeah. with like our playlist. Perfect. In it. Okay. And if you guys have a fun Disney playlist, um, share it with us. Message us on Instagram. 
and we'll get it in there because people's playlists yeah. should be more expensive. We should like collaborate and make a really good Disney playlist that everyone likes. Um, I, I thought this earlier too. How do they like, uh, there's a lot of nice things in that house. How do they afford it? Um, I don't know. Like what, what do they do for a living? Like, they're miners, like, we know that, but, like, they seem to be collecting a lot of gems. How are they not richer? That's true. Like, obviously, here is my current thought. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Conspiracy Theories with Daniel on what the dwarves do for a living. The dwarves are miners for the evil queen, and a lot of the gems that are collected go to restoring her peacock throne, and thank you for your time. Hannah, back to you. <laughs> That seems like a good theory. I'll take it. Yeah. They don't right. actually make any of the money because you just take. Yeah, and they probably like um. Okay. Back to it. They most likely um most of their money comes from them smuggling some of the gems from the queen behind her back. Yeah, definitely. That's how they make the money. One hour, five minutes, and twenty nine seconds. It's just that like the they look it looks so blurry. But they're like, I know they're trying to make it look foggy. It just doesn't really work, I feel. Hang on. I gotta I gotta go to this moment. Let me I accidentally closed Disney Plus, so I have to go back to it. Oh, the scene where they're in the she's in her moat. Yep. I mean, I definitely see what you're talking about. Um so I don't know much about how they animate old movies. Um I kind of just pretty much know the basics. So what it is, is, and it's going to be hard to explain because I'm a very visual person. So there are three layers to all these movies. There's the background, the middle ground, and the foreground, okay? The middle ground is what moves all the time. So um, in this scene, when the evil queen is walking through the fog, through the lake, the background would be all the cattails and the reeds and all the trees, the middle ground is her moving and the foreground would be the fog. And what they do is they have um, three, pretty much they have three clear sheets and they put the background sheet, which they painted the background on and they put the middle ground sheet and then they put the foreground sheet. I'm going to assume the foreground sheet would just be kind of a bright, a, a bunch of like white paint kind of thinly coated on there. And then to make the middle ground move, they pretty much just take out one sheet of the middle ground and put in the next frame and then the next frame. Mm -hmm. um, and that's essentially how it's done. It's kind of like stop motion, but it's this really big expensive camera and it's, you know, super high quality. Um, and then I think when they're making the foreground move, I think they have a, re a big longer sheet and the camera just kind of moves along that sheet. And I don't really understand how that part works. Gotcha. Um, I only know all this because they talk about it in the Reluctant Dragon. Oh, okay. By the way. Cool. So my next note is at one hour, 17 minutes, I wrote another gruesome death, which we already talked about. Yep. Um, 
So at one hour and 19 minutes, Snow White's coffin um, says Snow White on it. It's carved into the wood, mm-hmm. which I just noticed. Um, yeah, that's my last note. Um, I also- whole evil queen, poison apple, death, kiss to wake, mo- all that. It's like just the last 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. That's my last note. That's all I have, too. I have a question for you, Hannah. Okay. So, Disney World is Cinderella's castle. Yes. Disneyland is Sleeping Beauty's castle. Uh-huh. Is Snow White's castle anywhere? I don't believe so. Like, I don't really know anything about the international parks, so... I'm not sure. I, I know, like... Um, most of them are based off of Cinderella's castle, castle, Cinderella's castle, but most of them are like weird fusions, but I don't know. But Shanghai Disneyland Castle is called the Enchanted Storybook Castle. It's supposed to just represent all of the Disney princesses. Yeah. Is that it? Um, yeah, I think so. Oh my God, this was a great movie. Um, I really enjoyed watching it, and if you haven't seen it, you're doing something wrong. And that's it for me. Let's anything else, Hannah, before I spin the wheel. That's all I got. Let's spin the wheel. Okay, so I do want to point out before I spin the wheel that I did make a new wheel. Um, I made a new wheel, and it's only stuff that's on Disney Plus, but it is everything on Disney Plus. Um, so this wheel has nothing taken out except the movies we've already seen. Okay. Um, so it might land on something we've never heard of, but the same rules do apply. However, I think if it's something we've never heard of, we should go ahead and try it. Yeah, especially if it's like an original or something. Yeah. Um, and I'll be updating the wheel every month when new stuff comes comes out to Disney Plus. So currently this wheel doesn't have Candace Against the Universe um, or The Greatest Showman because that just came out today. But in September it will. So with that said, I'm going to spin. Oh, and in case you're wondering, there are 525 movies on here. I was just talking trash about it, but the Aristocats. That's a good one. That is a fun one. Let's do that. Um, let's let's do it. Let's watch it. I am taking it off the wheel. So yeah, let's. I'm ready. Um, and with that said, Hannah, I do believe next week we will have a special guest. Yep. Is that right? Super exciting. I will see you then. Thank you for listening to Disney Talk with Daniel and Hannah. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to Disney Talk with Hannah and Daniel. 
All the clips from this episode were made and owned by the Walt Disney Company. The theme song was created by Jacob Slaker and the cover art by Sarah Fleischman. Bye.